0: (laughs) Hello, Hello. how now, brown cow, how now, brown cow, how now, brown cow.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Tag Podcast, Episode 7.
0: Hello, again.
1: The reason my companion is making those funny noises is that he's warming up for his musical debut.
0: Ta-da!
1: I mean, he's not, but we're talking about musicals today, so...
0: It is true. We are talking about musicals. We both come from drama backgrounds. It is only fair that we talk drama geekery as well as every other kind of geekery. Exactly. So, where shall we begin?
1: Where shall we begin? Hmm. Well, why don't why don't we kick straight off with uh, what's your favourite musical?
0: Oh. See, that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's actually nice not. No, I know what my favorite musical is. It's Rent. It's always going to be Rent. See,
1: I've not I've not seen Rent.
0: I've
1: oh, heard a couple of, I've heard a couple of songs. I know I know it's one of those ones you say I'll really like, and I'm sure I will.
0: You, you, um, you'll you'll really like it. There's, and it, there's it,
1: few it's, musicals. I'm I, I imagine there's not that many musicals I wouldn't enjoy if I went
0: to see. Yeah, them. I mean Rent is one of those. Um, I know it's quite sacrilegious to say, I actually prefer the movie <sighs> over the show, and maybe it's just because uh, you know, I haven't actually seen the show live I've only seen it via YouTube um, and I didn't really receive the full effect that I might feel sitting front row centre oh, stage, you know well, but the film... You know,
1: lynch him everyone, I know where he lives yeah. go and lynch him
0: the, the film is good, the film's really good the film's really good, um, some people may disagree, I like the film that, that, but that's how I Found rent, I found it via the film and then sort of went from there. So, 525,600 minutes. How do you measure measure a year in daylights, in sunsets, in midnights, in cars? Rent is one of those films, one of those. uh, I see, I said films then. That's bad. Rent is one of those musicals that it's very bleak and very meh and you know but the music's so good and even though the story doesn't really particularly have what you would consider a normal musical happy ending it's just good but that being said I'm a stickler for the Lion King as well a film before it was a it was a musical so yeah. I mean does that really count I mean
1: oh, no, I'm sure it counts but well
0: I'm, I'm know, sure I that it's
1: got, I know it's got a few new songs um,
0: yeah so
1: I uh, guess I guess it counts for those
0: I can imagine that there are some sort of theatre elders sort of high above in the in the rafters that sort of look down on anyone who sort of considers a musical that was a film first to be anything but, uh, but horrific um, uh, well, in fact, I, I could I could probably think of one person that both of us know right now. We'll, but ignore, let's,
1: we'll, we'll ignore those bitchy queens.
0: Let's not say names just in case we get sued or <laughs> no, sort of no, turn up no. on our door. He's more likely to turn up on our door than sue us, to be fair. <laughs> Which is probably scarier. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go with Rent as my favourite musical. Um, but, you know, I've got a lot of love for a lot of them. Yeah. But Rent's my favourite. What about yourself? That's
1: fair enough. Um, I'd say your favourite musical. So there's a lot I've sort of been in and performed, and I was in, mm. I was in a very big, big sort of uh, sort of school through everything at it performance of Les Mis, um, mm. which was brilliant and amazing. But my favourite that I've seen, I think, is probably Billy Elliot. Um, Maybe it's just because I saw it live, but I really, really enjoyed Billy Elliot. And, um, there's only, there's only two songs which have really stuck with me, which are, um, Solidarity Forever and, uh, and Merry Christmas Maggie Thatcher. Mm, yeah. Um, it's really, weirdly really sort of dual parallel to me because when I sing it, um, being a, a somewhat mild fan of Margaret Thatcher herself, <laughs> now that, e- 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 even in death, uh <laughs> I if the song Merry Christmas Maggie Thatcher I I I, I genuinely I, when I do sing along to it I, I genuinely mean it Amen I <laughs> oh, Merry
0: Christmas Maggie Thatcher he be with you.
1: God's
0: love be with you. I'm not sure she's listening. I'm just putting that out there. (laughs)
1: No, no, I'm I'm sure she's got got much better things
0: to do. Um, Yeah. But, I mean, I haven't seen Billy Elliot. I'm going to put that out there. I haven't seen Billy Elliot. But I know Sophie had. And the thing she said about Billy Elliot was, and this wasn't... Billy Elliot's fault, or, or anyone involved in the production. In fact, it was probably Sophie's fault. <laughs> but, um, but her and her mum went to see it, um, and it was sort of on a whim, as, as far as I understand. Right. And it, it was um, oh, what was it? It was a hearing impaired uh, no. <laughs> viewing of Billy Elliot, where at the side, two massive projectors were pulled down, and so all the lyrics that were sung. Came up like a karaoke, um, and so you know, for someone who who is you know deaf or has impaired hearing, brilliant, you know, because they can they can see the musical, they can they can see what's going on, they can see the music sort of thing. But there's Sophie who can hear and it's just getting distracted by the words floating it is. It's, it's, a it's, peripheral you know peripheral vision
1: it's like when you want to watch something on a dvd player and mm. but you don't have the remote and it's stuck on subtitles
0: yeah, yeah 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 absolutely it's it's not it's not a bad thing it's just mildly annoying and yeah, yeah.
1: just just a bit distracting and sort of mm. you, you know you can uh, stuff that's coming up you, you you see a split second beforehand
0: yeah but, you know, like I said, I've not seen Billy Elliot. I can't blame Billy Elliot for that one. Um, no.
1: It's probably... I'm, I'm, I'm I
0: blame Maggie know. Thatcher. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if she hadn't been such a bitch...
0: Well, you know.
1: Then uh, then none of it would have happened in the first place, I guess. Um.
0: Okay. So, what is, going off of that, your least favourite musical?
1: Ooh, least favourite that I've seen... Um... That's a difficult one. Do you have one in mind? Uh,
0: no, I don't have so much as one as a collection.
1: <laughs> Although I've never seen it, I'm sure I would despise Mamma Mia. Mama Mia, here I go again. because I, I sort
0: of zero interest in ABBA songs oh shit look I'm, I'm just going to put it out there I got you the greatest hits of ABBA for Christmas <laughs> um, it's all right, and, I, and I got you Mamma Mia on Blu-ray I was going to get you Jack and Jill and I got you Mamma Mia thinking that you'd want Mama, did, uh, you know what I'm going to take you back I'm going to get Jack and Jill did, and... did
1: you keep the receipt
0: uh, no n- 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 <laughs> Yeah, about that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know what, actually, thinking about how well I think I know you now, uh, (laughs) um, and the tastes and styles of things that you like to share with people, Mamma Mia does not seem to be one of those things that would really gauge your interest. That would float my boat. Um, I remember being at school. And when Mamma Mia came out and I had friends who went ranting and raving about the film, I'm on about the film now again, yeah. um, and the one thing they kept laughing about was Pierce Brosnan um, and how, how he couldn't sing. Now I still haven't seen the film so I cannot testify as to whether James Bond can sing or not, um, but I kind of hope he can, <laughs> That's that's just a little bit of hope for me. Um, but yeah, okay, we'll go yeah, with Mamma Mia for you.
1: Your honeymoon will be terrible if you
0: can't. <laughs> well, exactly, I know. I mean, I mean, you know, everything that I have planned is he, sort of solely based on on Pierce Brosnan being able to sing. Um, frankly, I'll I want a refund for well, that. Well, I... I'm going to keep the receipt for that one.
1: I never um I never saw the Mamma Mia film when it is out at the cinema, but I do remember um we had some friends to stay at the time and um my my mother is very much of the same opinion as me about ABBA songs. Oh, and, right, okay. uh, I don't know how how or why she she. I don't think she, she. I think she just wasn't paying attention when these family friends said, "Oh, let's go, let's go and see Mamma Mia." <laughs> and uh, I think half a song in, my mother walked out, and said, "I'll see you Seriously? later." Seriously? Yes. Partly because um she might have been able to stand it had the audience not started singing along,
0: hmm.
1: which is, which is very unusual it's for British that, audience. That, would annoy me.
0: I, would, would annoy me so I, I
1: I, I, wouldn't trust anything that could make a British audience get up and join in.
0: No, see, when I went to see Les Mis, I thought that I, the one thing I was really annoyed about was like going in, I was thinking if one motherfucker sings, mm-hmm. I am going to screw, because I didn't want to see Les Mis. I was not interested in seeing Les Mis at all. Yeah. Um, it didn't interest me in the slightest, and then I saw it and I loved it. But that's beyond the point. My point is, if someone had sung during that fucking film, I would have hit the well, I would have hit them first. <laughs> then I would have hit the roof.
1: I, th- I think a lot of people, probably fans of the stage show, went in prepared to sing, and then mm. the film that film really doesn't lend le- doesn't lend it's it's quite harrowing, a
0: yeah. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. If only the, just the performances, you know. way, yeah. they they really don't. There's no. Well,
0: it, it's it's the way they filmed it as well, isn't it? I mean, like yeah. they they. I was watching the um the the making of the other day, and they were saying how they they sung everything live. Like usually in a, in a musical film, you'll record it and then you'll go and mime it, and then you'll just keep sort of filming it until you get it right, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, whereas in *Lame Is*, they had very sort of like sneakily hidden earpieces and they had just one pianist playing and this pianist was sort of like had an earpiece as well to hear what they were singing so that he could keep up with them but they could keep up with him but it was more to do with the point that he could keep up with them so that they could actually act what they were singing as well yeah um and so when you you know when you're listening to i dreamed a dream by anne hathaway the, the the beats and the tempos are all over the place it, 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 it's a very poorly constructed song when you look at it when it's sung by Anne Hathaway I dreamed that love would never die I dream that God would be forgiving And I was young and and were made used. Still, there was no ransom to be paid but for the scene for the film it's brilliant it's really yeah. good you know because she's acting the song. you know you believe in what you're hearing but if you were to just take it uh, sort of like as a sort of like musical value it's pretty bad <laughs> it's pretty bad um but you know if if someone had tried to sing along to that i would have just thought like, oh, i'm still getting angry thinking about it
1: i will say i re- did really really enjoy um unlike a lot of friends who sort of immediately as soon as it was available or as soon as they'd come out in cinema I got the soundtrack the one song I did download straight away, which I really enjoyed, was um, One Day More.
0: Oh yeah, which, I love One Day is, Which
1: is uh, yeah, my favourite song from uh, from this one, one day more to revolution, we will nip it in the bud. We'll be ready for these schoolboys, they will wet themselves one with blood. More. Watch them run amuck.
0: Catch them as they fall. Never know your luck when, when
1: there's a free for all. Here's a little dip. They're a little touch.
0: Most of them are gone the son and I won this match. One, day, two, one, you, me, me, me. Freedom, man, man, man. man. freedom, heart. Every man
1: will, a a man will be a king. Every man will be a king. There's a, 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 a new world for the wee, me. A new world for Do you hear the people sing? My place is here. I fight with you.
0: One day join these people's heroes, people's it's just such a big sort of like Everyone's singing, exactly, everyone's exactly. involved
1: It's kind of, as long as all the singers are competent It's very hard to get wrong in a way
0: Yeah, yeah, because it, it's, just, it's just snippets of each theme essentially yeah. So It's not even like the hard bits of the theme It's just like yeah, the most exactly. popular bits of the theme All crescendoing together exactly. If crescendoing is a word, but you know but, okay, um, yeah, so, alright, your least favourite musical, are you going with Mamma Mia? Yep,
1: I'll okay. I'll st- I'll st- having never seen it, I will stick with Mamma Mia.
0: Okay, I, I see that and I raise you and, you know, one day people might actually listen to this and think I'm being quite sort of heavy-handed and probably disagree with me and to those people I say, go fuck yourself. Um, I see, mama man, I raise you anything written by Andrew Lloyd Webber.
1: Ah, uh, yes, yes, that I know
0: plagiaristic, man. frog-faced cunt.
1: <laughs> I wondered how long it would be before we got onto him.
0: him. Uh, you know what, I'm not going to make a big thing of it in this. No, 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 I, know. No, I, I you
1: know, I, 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 I think you should, I think you should, uh, <laughs> you should get your message out to the people, because not enough people know.
0: No, no, not, not enough people do know, I that's the didn't. annoying thing. It really fucks me off. Like, all you have to do is Google Andrew Lloyd Webber and plagiarism and there's countless hits of different things where you can see where he's stealing... Like, stealing? Stolen, like, little themes here and little motifs here and put them in his music so that that bit that needs to have a nice inflection... Oh, there it is. Oh, hold on. Wasn't in that... Wasn't in that a classical song like about... 100 years ago, that's not that popular now. Can, Literally.
1: Can, can you give us a blatant example?
0: Um, I can, with a couple of seconds to Google the name of the actual um, song that he stole it from. All
1: right. Well, um, why do, why it's,
0: don't we... it's Phantom of the Opera, mm-hmm. I can tell you that. It's Phantom of the Opera, and I believe it is the actual lovey-dovey song between them. Um, And all I need to do is type into Google Phantom of the Opera Plagiarism. There you go. It's already a hit that's come up on my Google anyway. It's already, like, not as it's pre-searched for me, as in it's, like, a popular search. And then, okay, so the first one is... um, The first hit is Andrew Lloyd Webber's Wikipedia, which has its own subsection of accusations of plagiarism. Right? <laughs> it's got early life, professional career, it's got the yearly breakdown of his professional career, and then straight away, before his personal life, before his honours, before his awards, before his shows, before his film adaptations, his accusations of plagiarism. Okay? And um, there we go. So... It was originally part of a uh, Puccini song, which is an opera, and it is uh, during the love song. And the second hit is the five most famous musicians who are thieving bastards. Like just
1: (laughs) right. Well, why why don't we? um, I'll I'll see if I can't sort of listen out now, Um, (laughs) and I'll I'll see if I can't get a sample of uh, of the Weber's song and uh, what he's nicked it from. Yeah. And uh, and give you a listen audience member so that'll that'll be going in somewhere around well,
0: here. Turn your face away from the garish Worst case scenario, if you're listening to this now and nothing has been played, um, we'll put a link in the in the in the in the description or something like that. We'll give yeah. you a link because there's loads of videos on YouTube of him where he where he's stolen shit. And the thing is, I'm making out like it's a big thing. He hasn't stolen everything he's ever wrote. You know, he's, he's but there's there's a few quite popular things. Jesus Christ Superstar, um, he did it. I know he did it, and I can't remember again. I can't remember where I did it from because it was like three years ago that I wrote a dissertation. There. But it's a plagiaristic fuck, and you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't mind, right? Because I like.
1: I can just see you now um, on the latest. I don't know how do you solve a problem like Maria? Yeah. Um, see you, sw- you. See you swinging in on a on a, on a rope from somewhere, <laughs> landing on the desk. <laughs> uh, on the desk in front of him, and, uh, <laughs> and then lightning strike. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, giving a giving him a a, wrap, a whack around the chops. Yeah. Oh, you know what he deserves it. And then fleeing into the night.
0: The thing is, it's not just that he's he's uh, a plagiaristic fuck because <clears throat> that I can live with. You know, we've all taken ideas from somewhere and used it for something else. I do it. All the time right okay that that isn't the thing that gets me about him, right, because at the end of the day you know uh, what what 's the old saying like um a, a, a good uh writer um steals some no a bad writer steals someone else 's ideas um, a good writer steals someone's ideas and uh makes it their own or something like that oh, I really mm. that 's the worst paraphrase i've ever. <laughs> like but there's there's something along those lines, you know, like something like that there's a there's a famous saying, you know, um so it's not that he's stolen other people's works, you know i i can I can get behind that, I can see what he's trying to do in his eyes. he's probably trying to emulate those songs um what I don't like about him is he hasn't written anything good yet <laughs> now annoyingly. I say that he hasn't written anything good I don't mean catchy because Phantom of the Opera is quite catchy and um, Jesus Christ Superstar annoyingly the most recent tour that he did was with Tim Minchin who is by the way my favourite comedian ever and they like the, the first time I properly listened to the Jesus Christ Superstar soundtrack was when I heard Tim Minchin sing it and he was, a, he was really good for what he was doing you know, But I And I'd never really listened to Jesus Christ Superstar. This was a thing. I'd seen bits, and I was like, oh, just no, no, crap, just no, Andrew Lloyd Webber. This was during you know the period where anything Andrew Lloyd Webber wasn't even on my radar. Um, and so I listened to it, and I was like, that's actually really good. Maybe I should change my views. But then I listened to the old version of it again, and I was like, no, they've actually changed Part, necessarily changed parts of the song, as in they've just completely like rewritten it. But mm. they've ch- almost changed the way the song is delivered, as if it were a remix or a, like a cover. And it's actually Tim Minchin that's done the cover. Um, like they've just put in a few things here and there, like a little bit of twinkle here and a li- little bit of cheeky there that is Tim Minchin, but not just in the lyrics, not just in the way he's delivering the song, in the way the actual, uh, the the instruments are doing it as well, in the same style that Tim Minchin does, and I was like, straight away, I was like, well that's not Andrew Lloyd Webber, that's them, trying to emulate Tim Minchin, once again, he's trying to emulate something he hasn't (laughs) fucking written. Uh, Dear, oh dear. He hasn't written anything, where I've, I've sort of thought, you know what, that's really good at... You know, like, you look at Rodgers and Hammerstein, there's so much Rodgers and Hammerstein. You know, you look at all of the different sort of shit that you get through the West End, through Broadway, and it's all mediocre, and it's laced with Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's just all of his stuff is mediocre at best. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's catchy. Phantom of the Opera is a really catchy song. But...
1: <laughs> I, well, I do have... Well, I remember we, we went to see Cats when we were quite little. Um, and it was... Uh, my school was, at the time, doing a um, doing a musical called... I don't know if there's a full official version of this. Um, doing a sort of miniature version of uh, The Streets of London, where it's... Um, Two two homeless people wandering around London and running into various musicals. Oh right, yeah. sort of a, as if they were, as if they were real.
0: Okay,
1: them, them bumping into things. And I remember the big scene I was in was uh, was Cats. Yeah. Um. So uh, I, as as I was enraptured with my past, I I requested to my mother that we go see it. And. Um, yeah. And looking back, the music from cats isn 't spectacular at all Well,
0: this is like, the thing' there,
1: like, there's, 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 there's one there 's one or two bits here and there that 'll get you and certainly my um my eleven year old my eleven year old self was captivated mm. um which is fair enough but i remember i remember um coming out at the interval um and sort of being sort of really really enjoying it and uh sitting down with um Sit, sitting down at a table, and, mum, and my mother, who, who hates musicals, yeah. so well done her for, for taking us in the first place. Yeah. But, um, she, she sat down and said, uh, well, it's, it's, it's nice, but I, I wish there was a bit more s- story to it. And I just turned around and said, There is story! <laughs> Weren't you paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to find the mystical Jesus cat.
0: the the thing about cats is right and the only reason I can say this is because I had this conversation today uh, with my mum and Mm. it's sort of a mirror image of your mum in that she's the exact opposite Um, (laughs) she loves musicals she loves musicals and I think that's why I came into the musical sort of thing quite late for someone who enjoys drama and theatre, because uh, she liked them so much, I just sort of rebelled against that straight away, I was like, no, they're shit, they're sucky, who likes to sing, I'm going to go listen to some music, you know, Um, so, she went and saw Cats uh, last week because it was tour. It's touring the UK and, and it was in Birmingham, and she went to see it, and so did uh, my sister and uh, Sophie and her mum. And I was talking to her today, and I says, oh, "You know, did you enjoy it?" And she went, "Yeah, yeah, it was really good." And I went, "Honestly, I don't actually know any music out of Cats. Like, it, it's quite a, a well-known." Musical, but I don't really know any music from it. And she went, Yeah, I think that's the thing about that musical, that the music isn't that memorable. Mm. And I was like, It's a musical
1: <laughs>
0: without <laughs> memorable music. <laughs> Fucking Andrew Lloyd Webber. Just oh. <laughs> was with the um
1: it's it's more the it's more the content of the songs that's yeah. very memorable. Yeah. It's not the tunes themselves, it's um because obviously it's, 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 it's based on a book which I remember, I remember reading at one point when I was, uh, when I was at school. Um, but yeah, no, based, based on a book about different, different fun cats, which yeah. is, which is, which is the thing. I mean, you don't, you don't remember the tune, but you remember Rum Tum Tugger and, um, uh, and whoever the train cat was. And yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's a song about a cat that sort of, uh, goes up and down on the railways. and... Uh, <laughs> Sits, sits in the engine room in that. Yep. Um, and that. And i will you know, go to the dining car and, and have a plate of milk for him or something. Mm. And just all, all these sort of different sort of quirky cats and then uh, you've got, uh, oh, for Jones in White's Bats. He's a very posh cat.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> it was great. So yeah, so, so, so there you go. I, I don't really... I remember a bit of the one song we sang um, in the school play, but I don't remember any of the others, but I remember the cats themselves. Yep. So that's... That's what it was that was the memorable thing. And what's fun about that that musical. Um but uh, yeah, no, the tune, the, the tunes and the melody themselves are all fairly forgettable.
0: Another thing I don't like to like about Andrew Lloyd Webber, right. I know I'm I feel like I'm going on now, but I did say I didn't want to go on about it, but I'm I'm gonna end up going fucking on about it, as well.
1: <laughs> I okay. think that's inevitable.
0: Yeah, right. This is the one. This is the thing that really got me against him. Like I, I never really cared about him. and didn't, didn't really care for him um, un, until he started doing those shitey TV shows where he was finding new people, and it was basically X Factor for the West End, and he was the Simon Cowell, and Simon Cowell as you know. As cool and funny as he is as a TV personality, really, Simon Cowell represents everything I hate about modern music. And Andrew Lloyd Webber tried to emulate that. He tried to copy Simon Cowell, again copying something that he himself didn't originally come up with, and trying to morph it for the West End and I was just like straight away I was like oh you fucking sell out but then he started doing it for shows that he wasn't even directly particularly involved with like it it got to him doing uh, the sound of music and it got um something like how do you solve a problem like maria or something like that and he he wasn't even involved in, in the production of that he wasn't involved in the writing the production anything he just was a judge on a tv show and that was when i was like oh god no no you disgusting sellout piece of shit but this you know what this um this podcast isn't just about bad-mouthing people it sounds as though I've, you know we wanted to do this just so that i could have a rant about someone and and, and it's quite slanderous I will say, I do like Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. That's a good one. That's one of his ones that's good.
1: Well, there you go. I think I remember going to see that um, at, uh, when, when we were at school, but very small, so I don't really remember much about it. Yeah. Um.
0: I think I think all of my hate from Andrew Lloyd Webber comes from him being a sellout, I think. Mm. And, and then I've found reasons to hate him because of that. I mean, it's just... It just annoys me that he, he he made a sequel to a musical. Like, it's not very often that you, you hear of... In fact, it's pretty unheard of that you get a sequel of a West End show or a, or a Broadway show, you know. Mm. And he did it for Phantom of the Opera, and he didn't even do it well. It wasn't even good. I'm just... Uh, uh,
1: Okay. Well, let, let's move on to something else. Let's go let's go back to touching about touching on um on film adaptations of musicals. Um, <laughs> because uh, I'll say there's one film adaptation that I um, I haven't seen the musical. Mm-hmm. I really really enjoyed the film, but I now don't want to see the musical. Mm. Partly because um, because people have said that oh no the film's the film doesn't reflect the musical well at all no the film the film's rubbish and I really enjoyed the film and you might think that sort of oh well if you enjoyed the film then the musical's going to be amazing but the way that sort of a couple of people slagged off the storyline for the film um that's part of it that I like the most I mean I I do like I like the musical numbers too I thought they were all great but uh and if you haven't guessed what I'm talking about it's Cabaret
0: oh right okay
1: have you seen the film
0: um which one's Cabaret?
1: Cabaret's the <laughs> the the one set in uh, in in Germany, um, just as the Nazi Party is getting going.
0: I have not seen Cabaret now. Uh,
1: I, I I would recommend it. I I enjoyed the film a lot. It's got uh, uh, Liesl um back when she was beautiful. <laughs> not th- not that she isn't now.
0: Um, <laughs> is it quite an old film, like a, a, it, bit of a dated is... film?
1: It is quite old. I don't know exactly I think, how old.
0: I think Sophie has a poster for it. Um, quite an possibly. old theatrical run poster sort of thing, like. Or,
1: oh yeah, no, it's it's yeah. very popular. Uh, yeah. a picture of her on the chair with the with the top. I think it's the top hat.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, that's it. That's the one. That's the one.
1: There yeah. you go. Um, and uh, yeah, so I I now sort of not sure about seeing as i say not sure about seeing the musical cuz i enjoyed the film and I, yeah. I i almost don't want the original to spoil <laughs> the new age version <laughs> yeah um, but i'm sure it's very good it's uh, i i love loads of the songs from that and um and mein is a wonderful song and i uh, believe mein,
0: mein, mein, mein so my hair. Bye bye my hey. I, I should probably give it a watch. It's one of those like I've always known about it, but I've never really sort of like known about it. If you know what I mean, like I, I, like, like you said, as soon as you said about the um, the, the Liza Minnelli on the chair with the top hat, straight away I know what it is now. Um, it's it's an iconic image as far as I'm aware. Yeah, but I don't actually know what the film's about. I've I've heard a bit. Um, I'll probably know a couple of numbers from it if if I heard the songs as well, um, but you say it's it's supposed to be different then from the from the from the actual stage production. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, so 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 I understand. Um, as I say, I don't know anything about the uh, the 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 stage musical. Mm. Um, other, other than that, I know um most of the songs are the same, but uh, the rest of the story is all all completely different.
0: Yeah, I mean. I'm thinking of films based on musicals now. I mean, going back to Rent, the thing that I know a lot of people had a problem with when it came to Rent was that the actual musical doesn't have any um, sort of dialogue in it. It's just all music, and and obviously the lyrics in the music are the dialogue. Um, The same style that Les Mis is. um, There's no or should I say very little, you know, minute sort of sentences or anything like that, any static dialogue, it's all through the singing. Um, And Rent is that, that's that's how Rent is portrayed on stage, whereas the film is very much more sort of like typical uh, Hollywood musical in that, there's a song then there's some talking that leads into the next song that then is broken up by some talking and then the next song is introduced by some more talking and there's some very sort of like static scenes where there's there it doesn't set up a song at all it's just all exposition yeah. and I know a lot of people had a problem with that um I liked it but I like I said I was I think it was Christmas about 5 or 6 years ago um not Christmas Day, just like ran Christmas period, and I put on Sky Movies, and there was this film called Rent on, and it had just started. And I was like, "Well, what's this?" And the music, you, well. you know, it was it was they were singing the first song, and I was like, "Oh, I recognise this. What's this from?" And then, um, yeah, it was from Rent. I just didn't yeah. <laughs> just heard it in this passing, you know. Right.
1: Yeah,
0: um, and I was like, "Oh, well, alright." i watched watch it for 10 minutes, and then an hour and 10 minutes in, I was like, oh my God, I love this. I've got to tell everybody I know about this film. <laughs> oh,
1: I've got to give it a watch. I know you've, re- you've told me yeah. to watch it before, but I will. I will
0: but I it mean, you know, it, to, to not talk about Rent too much, I am quite a fan of Chicago. Um, so I took the shotgun off
1: the wall, and I fired two warning shots into his head.
0: He had it coming. He only
1: had himself to blame
0: If you'd have been there If you'd have heard it I betcha you would have done the same Which social media watch most of Um,
1: I've seen most of that too I've seen certainly certainly the uh, the, the last two thirds
0: See, I've seen the first two thirds so between us, we've seen the whole film.
1: <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, perfect then.
0: But you know, I, I really liked that. Um, um obviously as uh you know as a growing lad I was <laughs> I was very sort of like interested in Catherine zeta Jones.
1: <laughs> certainly 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 are a lot of pretty ladies up there.
0: Well, exactly, yeah. Um but you know, so you know again that was that was an adaptation that I've, I've seen the film yeah. haven't seen the musical though yeah. um but I could say that with pretty much most musical films that I've seen because you know theatre is so expensive and money is so tight <laughs> um well but we
1: went we did we went to see
0: Wicked I to say we went to saw that, Wicked which was, which on, on a week It was it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, good. Wicked's one of the it's one tiny. of those modern ones that I've always always really I had the soundtrack for ages and really liked it mm. and really, really enjoyed it but never never quite had the motivation to go and see it. i um,
0: yeah.
1: never had the opportunity where it was just there for until until I went until we went to London one day. Mm. and and there it was. Um and I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Uh, so well where, 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 do you stand then? On um, do, would you do you prefer a musical with with dialogue between the songs or or all all song?
0: Up until I saw Les Mis, I would have said I prefer musicals with dialogue uh, mm. with a bit of acting as well. Yeah, and I watched Les Mis, and again, it was just the film. But I know the film is, you know, just it takes what's on stage and then just gives it the background to it, doesn't it? You know, it's, it's pretty well adapted. For the most part, you know, yeah. Pretty well adapted, um, considering that, you know, most of the theatrical producers and everything like that and directors were involved in the production. So, um, <clears throat> But, you know, even sort of like 15 minutes in to Lame Is, I think you got to the point where Jean Valjean lifts the cart off of that fella And Javert sort of notices and realises, oh, my God, is that Jean Valjean? I've been chasing him all these years. And it was at that point that I went, oh, God, there's not going to be any talking, is there? It's all going to be singing. This is going to be awful. And after I had that realisation, I didn't notice it again. It just felt like that that was there standard form of communication even Russell Crowe who really as far as Russell Crowe is concerned his standard form of communication is punching
1: (laughs) (laughs) around the world
0: yeah (laughs) Uh, singing songs and writing films and fighting around the world (laughs) but you know even Russell Crowe was believable in that film to to my horror because I really don't like the bastard you know what actually? I didn't like the bastard and then I've seen him in a few things and he can act. Um I, mm. I don't know whether that makes him a good human being, but he can act
1: <laughs> Well a lot of people a lot of people raved about Noah. Um I've not seen it.
0: But, uh, I've not seen it. Not seen it.
1: A lot, a lot of people raved about it, so
0: I've got it. Uh, well, they
1: say they say the good the good um, Emma Watson <laughs> yeah, M- yeah Emma Watson is the breakout performance yeah. in
0: that. Um, um I saw him in um, 310 to Yuma which is a western film and I saw that on a quiet day at work and I don't really like western films but he had Christian Bale in and I was mm. like oh Christian Bale what are you doing in a western go on <laughs> I'll have a look uh, really good film so good um really well orchestrated and russell crowe is pretty damn good in it as well like he's just a bastard in it um so again like that that was one of the points where i realized "Mm, all right russell crowe can act doesn't make him a good person but he can act Mm -hmm. and you know what i didn't dislike him in man of steel either i know a lot of people felt like his performance was a bit sort of like Oh, no, he, asked a bit, you know, like it was he, just—he—he
1: he wasn't what was wrong with that film.
0: Yeah, no, he wasn't at all. Um, there was there was a serious lack of story to it, um, but you know, it did feel—I can understand where people have said that the, the role of Jor was way bigger than it needed to be in the film. In that, you know, he's walking around the ship as an uh, an artificial intelligent version of himself that only certain people can see. Yeah, um, you know, I understand that that was pretty much because they went. Oh, Russell Crowe wants to be in the film. Oh, I better write him a couple of scenes. So you know, but I, uh, you yeah, Russell Crowe, but he was good in Lameys. He was good in Lameys, and so um, <clears throat> yeah, going back to what you were saying about um, what you asked about uh, musicals with dialogue. I think because especially doing sort of like all of uni and all of college in, you know, studying different forms of drama and, and, you know, a lot of that, that we sort of, you know, produced ourselves was sort of, you know, it wasn't musical. It was, it was was straight drama sort of thing. It was, it was talking on stage and finding ways to make that talking interesting. Yeah. I I do like, I do like some. Talk. I do like a little bit of acting in the musical. I, I appreciate when a singer, or should just say actor, because he's on stage. An actor is a good singer, but I do like to see that they're a good actor as well. Like I yeah. think Adina Menzel is the perfect combination of both. Um, and ironically, she's in Rent. She's in. You know, she was the original Maureen in Rent. Um, and it, that was one of the first big high profile things that she did to my understanding um, and, and then and then she went on and did, did Wicked and of course Defying Gravity is now this big iconic song and so good and everyone's like yeah we love Defying Gravity and then she went and made a movie version of it with Disney but then they called it Frozen so yeah I do like a bit of talking what about you?
1: Yeah, I I think I I, I generally prefer some talking. It sort of I I I I find I get a bit weary when um, singing gets a bit too expositional. Mm, yeah. When you know you've got to you've got to you know sing, who's that? and knocking at the door. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to answer the door. I answered it last time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like <laughs> why are we here? What are we doing here? What day is it? Just, what time just, is it? Oh, by the way, my yeah. name is this.
1: Yeah, no. If, if there's got to be some some exposition to get out, just 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 have it spoken mm. and get through, and then uh, and then you know the, the songs can be for the big um, the big emotional or dramatic moments. Mm.
0: See, I don't think we can talk about musical theatre without mentioning a project that I've wanted to do since it's been about three years now. And you and I were working together with Sophie um, at a school and we were going to do some drama, sort of like youth theatre with some kids. And I really wanted, really, really wanted to do a stage version of Joss Whedon's Dr. Horrible. I think that would lend itself to the stage so well. If you you know if you put the time in for it, obviously. Of course, yeah. You know, I think that's that again is one of those perfect blends of. Oh know it's you know, completely sort of you know, um, it's not a stage production. It is a it is a, a video, um, but it is just so good. Um, and I made Sophie sit down and watch it recently because she's really gotten into Joss Whedon. She, you know, she likes the Avengers. haha <laughs> ha! I mentioned Marvel. Oh, actually, I've got. <laughs> I've got more Marvel talk to come and it is directly related to musical theater but um oh well, that's it a... <laughs> <laughs>
1: well we 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 should probably should mention Spider-Man turn off the we're dark we're going at some to point. mention
0: turn off the dark at some point yeah um but yeah so I've got to watch you know she she watched Avengers she liked the Avengers I've got to watch um uh Firefly and she loved Firefly she loves Firefly um and then she, on her own back, has now watched nearly every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So she's she's into Joss Whedon quite a bit now, especially considering that, you know, we were ten feet away from him at one point, and she was sort of like, who's that? And I was like, that's Joss Whedon! <laughs> um, you
1: should be grabbing his hair. No. <laughs> what little there is.
0: <laughs> but... Um, but I got to watch Dr. Horrible and she didn't appreciate it, she didn't like it and I was like, um, oh but it's shit. got Nathan Fillion in
1: it is, I do I do understand it's a bit of an acquired taste, I really enjoy it
0: I loved it's, it, I thought it was so it's
1: great, but I do understand that it's a bit of an acquired taste yeah, it's
0: it, a, it is a it's, bit you know, it, it's really you know, dipping into Joss Whedon's, you know geeky sort of like it's it's niche mm is is what I'm... it's
1: it's it's an unusual beast yeah. and it's you know it's 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 got felicia day in it and no one ever
0: quite I was gonna say,
1: to, the... no one ever quite knows what to do with her
0: you you kind of know that if it's got felicia day in it not in a bad way but it's not going to be popular it's going to be cult and a lot of people are going to know about it but it's not going to be mainstream that's what I'm getting at mm. take away my use of the word popular it's not going to be mainstream. It's going to be indie. It's going to be cool. Loads of people yeah. are going to love it, but the general media are probably going to ignore it because they've got better, more interesting, sequely, non-original, plagiaristic ideas. It's, it's that,
1: nice that I, she's stopped being sort of the token internet girl. Yeah. Now, yeah. And, you know she she doesn't appear at sort of every other games conference anymore, yeah. is on stage or anything. You know, she, yeah. but she she still does her own stuff though. She does. Um, she does a lot of uh, YouTube. Her uh, YouTube channel where she mm, plays. Yeah. Video. She just plays video games with her brother. Yeah, it's quite. Which quite, cool. is quite <laughs> nice. I've not, yeah. I've not watched very much of it, but um, yeah. But I do like her. And, and she's also quite often on Will Wheaton's. Um,
0: oh uh, yes, I've seen that. Yeah.
1: The, his YouTube yeah. Uh, uh, board game.
0: Yeah. Sure. Um, but you know, I do. I do like her in Doctor Horrible, and I'd love to see that on stage. I mean, I'd never see it as a big. Broadway production or anything like that, it would have to be, you know, amateur. Uh, yeah. <laughs> quite actually, like how it's presented to us, you know, now it, it's not a film or anything yeah. like that. It's a series of, of of online blogs. Um, it would need to be it's sort of an amateur production for it to be as successful as it sh- as it should be. Yeah. Um. But let let's let's move on to um Marvel. Okay. For, for the time being. Have you seen? Because obviously we won't have seen it because it is an exclusively an American um, production. Thank God. Have you seen anything to do with Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark?
1: No, no. I I've, I remember you played me one piece of music from it once, and then that was about it. I've not had any other. I mean, with
0: it. I don't really know where to start.
1: Well, it was it was it was sort of um, fraught with difficulties from from day one. I mean, it was delayed and delayed and delayed, and then the, there was and then the uh, lead the big, actor left. The lead actor yeah, left, and there was he, a big accident yeah. with one of the with one of the stunt people.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, so I was... I was excited about the, the. I was just about to say the film. It's not a film. It's a, an abortion. <laughs> I was excited about the show when. Alan Cumming was directly involved with it. He was going to be the Green Goblin. And if you don't know who Alan Cumming is, he is Nightcrawler in X-Men 2. He is Floop in Spy Kids. He's a fairly well-known sort of, you know, actor. Yeah, and I quite like him. I say I quite like him. I've not seen him in anything where I thought, oh, I don't like you in that every role I've ever seen him in I thought, oh yeah, I like this guy, he's cool. You know, yeah, he was really good as Nightcrawler. He was so good as Nightcrawler. But oh well Anyway, he was involved and then he sort of dropped out and basically it was because the script was shit. And there was so many different um Problems with the production, namely that you know the lead actors were up on these high wire, sort of like trapeze artist style stunt rigs that weren't working, they weren't working, and then, like you say, there was that big accident, but that wasn't the only one. Then there was another one during the actual, like, actual show. Oh, with yes, an so, audience I I where he nearly felt like Spider-Man nearly fell on the audience members. And he, I think it he was he was saved by one wire. Um, and it's just it's, it's not just foolish to think that you can take just because Spider-Man is a good moneymaker film wise, television wise. You know, oh, well, let's see how much we can milk it, you know, and, and make a musical. It's not just yeah. that they did that but then they're putting like, people's lives on the line to do it it, it just no no mm.
1: but well yeah it was it was it all, all seems sort of very much a, a case of let's um, let, let's make money by making a spider-man
0: absolutely yeah absolutely um, i can't think of any artistic value that could have gone into that
1: yeah, I mean, I think I, 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 you know, I, I can see the concept, and if, you know, if you know, it had actually been written from, from a passionate standpoint, and uh, the songs had all been well written, and it had been, you know, carefully done.
0: If this, um, if this had been someone like, and I know I've already talked about Joss Whedon, but if this had come from Joss Whedon, or someone well known in that kind of geeky universe, um, or someone really closely related with Marvel. Or even, you know, just you know, comic books in general, and said we're looking to experiment with taking these, you know, these characters into situations where they wouldn't necessarily always be, like in a musical. Yeah, I would have been sort of quite interested. But it's the fact that all of these sort of like Spider-Man things aren't really stemming from Marvel; they're stemming from Sony. And. Because they own the sort of like that they own most of the sort of uh, media rights to the character, and I just think that I didn't see one piece of marketing, you know one YouTube video, one actor involved in it where I thought, okay, you're doing it for the right reason this is this is being done for the fans, you know they they're not doing it for the fans that they were doing it for the money. <laughs> And that's the only reason for it. And when you're making art for the sake of money, it's not going to go well. It's not going to work. I mean, the the one thing that that really put me off and I knew straight away what type of thing I was watching once this happened. Um, There's a YouTube video where you see the Green Goblin singing a song called Freak Like Me. And he's basically... It's a song where... He's saying, I'm a bad guy, and there needs to be other bad guys, so come with me, be a freak like me, because a freak like me needs company. Um, I said All the in the world are here right now. And he brings out his... New York New York. New York what they call Sinister Six now the Sinister Six are comprised of of various characters over the course of the years that they've been sort of in the Spider-Man comics but generally you're looking at people like Rhino um, the, the Vulture Doc Ock the Green Goblin is is sometimes indirectly involved with them, but he's never really involved because he's such an iconic villain in himself. So you're looking at like Mysterio, um uh
1: Fan man.
0: You know, yeah, you know <laughs> Dick. <laughs> you popped me off now. But never Carnage Never Carnage
1: oh, did they? Huh.
0: And on stage you've basically got these sort of um, almost Mardi Gras style uh, villains made out of like polystyrene and foam. And one of them is Carnage. And straight away, I was like, well, no, I know why you have put Carnage on there. And I know he's not going to be a big character. And it's only just for this song but..." Oh like you ha- this hasn't been made by people who write these comics this hasn't been made by people who care because they would know that anyone coming to see this is going to be annoyed by the fact that can't anyone who who cares about Spider-Man is going to be annoyed that Carnage is a part of that lineup even if it's just for one song and turns out it wasn't one song. He's in it a couple of bits more, sort of thing, like all of them are. They don't really have any lines. They're just sort of backup dancers, essentially, which is even worse, because the last thing that Carnage is, is a, is a backup, backup dancer. dancer. <laughs> He's a maniac serial killer. Oh, he grinds my gears. And, but that's when I realised that the, the whole sort of Spider-Man turn off the dark it wasn't about pleasing any fans this was about how can we make as much money in this as we can so you know we we, we managed to talk about marvel you know we got marvel in there well done again
1: mm-hmm.
0: let's talk but about it's... marvel again next week <laughs>
1: <laughs> next week will be the marvel car <laughs> no, <it won't. laughs> no it won't um mm- it's just, it is a shame in a way that um, it was bad because mm-hmm. I think Spider Man is probably the one, probably the one superhero that would work as a musical.
0: Um, I, think, I think Captain America could
1: had it had it been done right. Yeah, no, Captain America probably could as well. By, by um, sort of
0: like you know, but the final thing that they'd have to do, or at least at the interval, would be you know him turning into Captain America. It'll, you know, it all be about yeah. him coming into the shoes of Captain.
1: that's true. <laughs> St- the the uh, Star Spangled Man. Would, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that would would lend itself perfectly.
0: That'd be so good. <laughs> um, so actually,
1: yeah, no, I I can
0: see that sort of uh, uh, yeah World War Two era. Yeah, that would be quite cool. Um, but you, no, I agree that Spider Man because it's so showy and, and sort of like fun. Mm. You know, Spider Man really does lend itself to, you know various forms of media Um, and you know I like I said I was excited about the musical when I heard about it first and then it just tanked yeah you know it was really really disappointing to see how corrupt you know it looked because it was just all about money Um, if you know uh, the president of Marvel Made an announcement and said, "Yeah, we're gonna we're looking at doing a series of stage shows um, based on some of our heroes. Uh, we're looking at experimenting with this, that, and the other. Blah, blah, blah. Again, I'd be interested until I saw it sort of, you know, fail for itself. I tried to give turn off the dark, the light of day. I tried to 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 care about it, and it just." It made me lose interest in it all right. by itself.
1: Well, to, to 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 keep it on the Marvel Marvel theme, which I, I know our our one listener loves. Um, <laughs> uh, I think having thought about, it, I think um, an X Men musical might work.
0: See, that would work because you you know it could be an ensemble piece. Yeah. you've got a few that are actors, yeah, no, a keep, few keep, that are
1: keep it. Yeah, keep it smallish cast, like yeah. the first X Men film. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah, no, I think I think you could probably uh, make a make no. a good thing
0: out of that. Um, but keep keep Wolverine sort of minimum on it as well. Yeah, yeah, if, no. Keep, if Wolverine, maybe one song. Yeah. If if you have to, if you really yeah, have no, to, just make, make um, just
1: have him uh, be one, the of, one of have him be one of the guys. Yeah, no, don't, don't
0: make, make it. it make it. it. There's you know what? There's actually a great X Man that that would work for. Kitty Pride. Yeah. <laughs> Do, do a musical it, effect, you, 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 Pride. You, you, you know
1: you what could do, you could, I'll you could do a lot of fun. you could do a lot of fun stage effects with her walking through
0: walls. yeah absolutely but that's the thing you could do a lot of good stage effects with all of them you know mm. have a, a team of five um, like you know quite minimal like the first film um, focus on two or three main characters as a group of friends in the X-Mansion um, Magneto is your villain um, and then you know you've got that way you've got a, couple of really good songs that are about moral ambiguity um and you know it it, it, that that could work and they could do that really well as well but
1: i could see actually i could see that sort of a big a big sort of magneto's big climax sort of evil evil plan coming to fruition thing i could see him sort of maybe with some big machine that's going to kill all the humans and sort of turning to face, to face, you know, facing the audience mm. as, you know, as if he's sort of facing a big crowd or looking out on a city or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sort of being sort of very menacing towards the audience yeah, themselves. Yeah. I, I see that working very, really well. Uh,
0: maybe like at the end like the machine he's working on, you know because obviously they are going to try and if they were to ever do something like this, they would try and fit in as much of the franchise as they could. Maybe the thing that he's working on is an altered Sentinel or something like that, and so you get some, mm. you know, big stage puppetry going on as well, sort of thing at the end, yeah. and have the Sentinel working. Mm. And oh no, it's going wrong. It still tries to kill Magneto, and then he laments quick. that he went wrong. And but quick, start writing this down. Yeah, I was gonna say let's <laughs> let's just do this. Fuck a podcast. <laughs> right, we're gonna write next by the musical. We'll see you all in six weeks. <laughs> uh brilliant. But no, yeah. Th- there are there are ways, as we've just discussed, that that these types of, of uh stories, these, these characters could go on stage and I don't see why it should it should be looked upon badly, you know, by sort of normal theatre goers. When something is adapted like that, but when you look at Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark, you can see where they've just kind of sodomised it a little bit, mm. just really sort of yeah. in the eye. And they did it to themselves. That's that's the worst thing. They did it to themselves. But oh,
1: I'm now I'm now imagining. I don't I don't think he'd be very good at having his own musical. But I'm now thinking of. Captain Britain singing a song about how Merlin is a cunt. (laughs) And won't stop testing him.
0: See, I thought you were going to say something completely different. I do not know why this jumps into my head, but I was convinced for a second you were going to say Wolverine singing a song about how he wanted to be a dancer originally.
1: (laughs) Well... Is is not that just Hugh Jackman in Microcosm?
0: Yeah, that's the worst thing. That's like very accurate. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like a like a rhyme for for or a theme for it now. Just, like, ah, uh, oh, I, I, oh no, that's it. All right, I crave the applause, but then I was given claws or something like that, and. It, <laughs> Dancing oh, was uh, my dream. Was... I'm the Wolverine, you know. <laughs> oh god, that would be so so bad.
1: <laughs> there was oh there was an awful thing um I don't know if you saw it. It was I think it was when the Wolverine was coming out. Mm. Um and Lame is sort of had been a, a a bit before it. Um the uh the, the, the awful Radio 1 DJs uh, got Hugh Jackman in as he was Yeah, uh, I saw it, yeah. And, and, and got him to sing this awful abomination that was a mix-up of... Um, uh, yeah, it was, um, sort of who on, am I,
0: I'm Jean Valcham. Yeah, who, who, who am I. who am I, I'm the Wolverine. I'm,
1: I'm Wolverine. And it's
0: like
1: yeah. That. yeah. And it was so, so badly written, sort yeah. of... N- Not even half rhymes.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. On
1: on the rhyming parts.
0: If if they'd rhymed, it would have been funny, but it was just quite clearly they'd written it that morning mm -hmm. and gone, oh, well, people will laugh at that, I'm sure. No, no Greg Davies. No, not Greg Davies. Not Greg Davies. Two very Mm. different people. No Greg Davies. Yeah, (laughs) no, just not rhyming and...
1: Shoving in too many syllables.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Where syllables ought not to go. And the
0: thing is, because, I mean, have you seen, did you hear it or did you see the video of it?
1: I I saw the video of
0: it. You can see on the video of it Hugh Jackman struggling because he's going, Mm. in his head he's saying there's too many fucking syllables. (laughs) too many syllables. How do you want to sing this? There's too many syllables.
1: Yeah, no, he just sort of, he'd he'd, he'd stumble and just sort of force through it. Yeah. It's clearly rubbish. uh, Radio 1 shouldn't be allowed. To 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 interact
0: with normal human beings. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure an argument could be made that Hugh Jackman is not a normal human being. <laughs> That's not this a bad thing. True. He's a legend, <laughs> but not a normal human being. But okay, yeah. sticking with our theme, going back to uh, musical theatre, and probably tying off today's podcast with. Everything you've done at uni and taking everything into account, um, what musical would you personally, if you had the chance now, which musical would you do? Who would you cast?
1: Oh, gosh. Um... Oh, that's
0: tough. Um... I've already kind of touched upon mine in that I'd love to do the stage adaptation of Dr. Horrible
1: yeah
0: um and of course naturally
1: you'd, you'd I'd, have the cast from the from dr horrible itself
0: i'd have the cast of dr horrible itself but it would have a lot more songs in it and a lot more nathan fillion and a lot more Neil patrick <laughs> harris and a lot more felicia yeah. day and probably the same amount of howard from big bang theory <laughs> <laughs> but i would have a song for bad horse
1: yeah um, no, that would be that would be great um Oh, I don't know
0: now. Mamma the Fisher, the Fisher adaptation.
1: Oh dear. Um, see, there's a lot I'd, I'd really like to do, but uh, casting's a whole other, a whole nother kettle of yeah. mushrooms. We'll
0: take it. Take it as two separate, two separate questions. And okay,
1: okay, okay. which which music um, do
0: you like to perform? And then, would you like to see anyone in a it? It
1: would be.
0: I actually have one more question after this as well.
1: I do really enjoy Bugsy Malone. Um, that but is the like musical, to be fair. It's very fun, but I, I feel it is a bit slow and tricky in some parts. And I I would like to just take some creative license and try and tweak it a bit. Yeah. So I'd say Bugsy him alone and try and uh, try and try and tweak it and twist it here and there. Um, and oh, who 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 would I cast?
0: How about the kid from? Uh, he plays uh, the lead character in uh, that really good film. What's it fucking called? Uh, the Last Airbender. <laughs> uh, uh, no! <laughs> uh,
1: you don't. See, know. I'm not, I'm not going to answer the rest of the question now. No, you've, come you've, on, that's the You've taken away. the question. Answer
0: the question. Answer the question. Alright,
1: well, I'm not sure. <clears throat> oh, Tallulah. Who would I cast as
0: Tallulah? Um, Is that the one that's played by Jodie Foster in the film?
1: Yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah she, she's 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 the pretty blonde. My name is Toulouse. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. Um, maybe Janet Varney, but she's not well known enough. Um,
0: doesn't have to be. T- doesn't have to be well known. This is your musical. Mm. This is your fantasy.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd have her played by. Um, Give a challenge, but it'd be very fancy. It'd be nice to see um, her played by Janet Varney.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Give Janet Varney just a to touch, just a to time to shine.
0: Okay.
1: Which I, which I'd like. Um, I can't think of any of the other characters, so that's <laughs> yeah. that, that. That's it.
0: Okay. And my final question for you is, what? franchise or film or
1: I was just the, about to ask you this question
0: would you like to see as a musical oh,
1: do, you, do you have an answer
0: not not immediately not immediately it's, okay. it's hard oh, because I mean like it's a lot easier to think of a film than just a, anything to do with media because I mean like I, I'm I'm quite a fan of We Will Rock You because it was the first musical I was ever in um, and that in itself is an adaptation of, of, of Queen's music, you know. Um, so if we're including stuff like that, you know, then then it's a whole new kettle of fish. Um, <clears throat> I think, and this is quite a strange one, and I don't think it would work. <laughs> I'm even laughing thinking about it. But how amazing would it be? to see a musical adaptation of the Saw franchise. (laughs) And every every song ends in an awful death. Andrew Lloyd Webber could be the opening act. Uh, But yeah, no, I'm going to go with the Saw franchise. I'd like to see the Saw franchise on stage and everybody singing about why they're there.
1: See, so having. I'm, I'm not going to say it, but having said X Men before, that's something I'd really like to see now. That would um, yeah, no, well. um, be I'll, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll, now. we've discussed it in play now.
1: i i I think. If they went sort of very big and silly with it, mm. um. I. I'd, I'd almost. be curious to see a. um. a Transformers musical. That would be. So... If they went very. 80, a very 80s cartoon with it.
0: Yeah, if, it if, if they went big, sort of like... Stomp,
1: stompy, trampy, sort of, we are the Transformers. Yeah, have, a, have a, lot of, a lot of, a lot of stomp type music in that they're yeah. banging around and crashing to things. Yeah, having, yeah. Having, 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 you know, some parts as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but oh. uh,
1: I, I think that would be, that would be yeah. super fun to see that.
0: Take away the Michael Bay and put in some <laughs> Marvin Gaye. Mm.
1: <laughs> just, I maybe just maybe wanted maybe. to make
0: it rhyme <laughs> um, but no like uh, sort of like in the style of the the original movie not 2007 mm. movie I'm on about like 1980s Optimus Prime dies in the cartoon movie that movie
1: maybe, maybe the villain would be Mechanical Bay or yeah like, or Michael Bot
0: or, or Megan Fox just <laughs> Megan Fox because everyone wants to see Megan Fox on stage, but equally, they kind of want to see her not win.
1: Uh, poor Megan Fox.
0: No, not I want, poor Megan Fox.
1: I want some more money. Bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not poor Megan Fox. She's, she's no, bad Alex.
1: <laughs>
0: she's not been in anything good. <laughs> I think. I don't really follow her. I don't
1: care. But but we're going to get someone who's almost as much as a blank slate, and <laughs> yeah. and, and, and slightly less curvilicious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> slightly less memorable because they're because <laughs> they're slightly nicer. But uh, yeah, uh, okay. I think we've tackled musical theatre this week. Then I think good. I think we've good done that.
1: I hope you all enjoyed it you ungrateful louts
0: yeah all, all one of you <laughs> I think um, we have two now I don't I will, uh, know what the second one is
1: I will I will try and um, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go in and see if I can't splice some music into this yeah to, yeah. yeah. Uh, to, uh, to to give it a bit of a, a spruce a, 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 a fun jig to it mm-hmm. um, cool so yeah hope you enjoyed it um, yep as ever, our email address is the tag podcast, podcast at gmail.com, and the website is tagpodcast.wordpress.com. Mm-hmm. Get in touch if there's if you have any comments, or you'd like to hear us talk about something or other.
0: Yeah, we are looking um, for suggestions now, because we are running out of topics. Mm.
1: <coughs> <coughs> yep, not sure what next week's topic will be. But, we actually don't. Uh, <coughs> you'll, uh, you'll, you'll know when you hear it.
0: Mm-hmm. And so will so. we. <laughs> Okay. Cool.
1: <clears throat> so goodbye. Bye bye. Wave the tear, baby dear, from your eyes.
0: That's what makes you beautiful.